Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it's an exciting day to be alive. So glad to be with you in our uh, Victory Church uh, weekly podcasts. I hope you're doing well today. I'm going to get right into my subject today. I've been talking about healing. We, uh, we need to keep our faith in God's Word built up in God's healing power. So I've been talking about this for a few weeks. We'll continue where we left off last time. Uh, and again, we're talking about healing and the potential for you to build your faith up in God for His healing power to remain active in your life. You know, here's one thing we need to be aware of. What we hear the most of is what we have faith for. Let me say it again. What we hear the most of is what we have faith for. Now, in my personal life, I've been doing this for decades now with success. Cut the media. Turn on the word. um, And... um, you know, don't don't listen to things that have fear. If you've got more news and more media and more whatever than the word, it cre- creates an atmosphere of fear and doubt. And for me, I want to make sure that before I do anything else, the word of God is paramount in my life. Uh, and and so let me say, there's so many there's so many voices in the world that today. There's so many opportunities for input from so many different sources. Since we're since we're a communication saturated uh, environment and world from so many different places, you've got to on purpose choose what you're listening to. For me, I make sure that I choose to listen to things that promote and build my faith. I do not listen to things. That will hinder my faith. So books that have f- books that um, are embalmed with unbelief, somebody said. I don't listen. You know, if I'm reading a book and it takes faith away from me rather than put faith in me, I lay it down. There's some books, on the other hand, in my library, and I've mentioned this many times to our congregation, that just one chapter in the book is worth the whole book. I've got a few books that there, there is a chapter or a couple of chapters that I've read dozens and dozens and dozens. I maybe could even say over a period of 40-something years, hundreds of times, because that one chapter builds my faith. So again, build your faith, starve your doubts. That's the idea when it comes to faith in God for His healing power. So again, books that have unbelief, I lay them down. Movies, listen, I'm I'm selective with the kind of movies I watch, if I watch any. I refuse to fill myself with unbelief. And you know, sometimes there's even Christian movies, and the whole theme, for instance, of the movie is, well, this person gets sick, you know, and almost dies, and and so the whole the whole basis of the movie is sickness and disease. I won't watch that movie. Why? Because you become sickness minded, sickness conscious. I don't want to be sickness conscious. Conscious. I want to be health conscious, right? So, so I'm really selective in what I put inside of me, what I watch, what I hear. I refuse to fill myself with unbelief. So. Um, why, why do you want to do what's going to hinder your faith anyway? Why listen to something that you're going to have to resist in the future? Don't do that. Build your faith up. So again, we're talking about God's healing power. We're talking about 
the healing covenant that God made with the Israelites, which is still in force today. It's still available for us today. Hebrews 8, 6, New Living Translation says, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood, for he is the one who mediates for us a better covenant with God based on better promises. And so if the old covenant promised healing, and we have a better covenant established on better promises, then the better promises have to at least include what God promised his old covenant people, right? Of course that's right. So we have the healing covenant that God cut with the Israelites right when they come out of Egyptian bondage um, uh, through, through the Red Sea by the hand of Moses, God's deliverer for them. And in verse 26, God made a healing covenant with them. And let me read it to you. And said, here it is. God came to them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you or allow none of the diseases on you talked about that last time, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Again, these verbs, I will put, I have brought, are in the permissive sense, not in the causative sense. God has to allow what we allow. So again, God, if we affirm our faith in his covenant, then God will, will allow us to, go, to be healed. But if we don't put our faith in that and we allow these other things, then God has to allow. So I am the Lord who heals you. And that word, I am the Lord who heals you in the Hebrew is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. I am the Lord, your healer. So, so I, I want to talk about that and expand on that a little bit in our podcast today. How do we know that God's healing covenant still applies to us today. Uh, God revealed himself again to the Israelites as Jehovah Rapha. How do we know that he, he reveals himself to us as Jehovah Rapha? We know that because of God's covenant names. God, his names never change. The Lord never changes. Uh, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord. I do not change the word Jehovah. So when it says Jehovah Rapha, the word Jehovah is the word for God, which means the self-existent one. In fact, the self-existent one who reveals himself. He doesn't keep himself aloof. No, he reveals himself and he's revealed himself as our covenant keeping God. There are, there are at least seven Jehovah names of God revealed in the Old Testament. He never departs from those names. What he was, he still is. What he still is, he will forever will be. So because God always standardizes himself, if you want us a strange way to put it, but he never changes. He's constant. He's not like anything you know in all of life. He's always steadfast, always the same because he, he never changes from what his names represent, then he always remains the changeless one in all these ways he's revealed himself. So let's go over the seven covenant names of God real quickly. We'll end with Jehovah Rapha. But the first one that you'll find in the Bible is Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord will provide. And that's when Abraham went on top of 
uh, of the mount with his son, and his son says, where's the sacrifice? And, and, you know, Abraham said, the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh. And Genesis twenty two fourteen New Living Translation, Abraham named the place uh, Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh Jireh, uh, Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Now, you know, we understand that covenant name belongs to us because God has promised to provide for us in the New Testament. Philippians 4, 19 through 20, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. So God revealed himself there to, to, to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh. He's revealed himself to us in Christ in Philippians 4.19. My God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Secondly, the second uh, covenant name of God is Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-S-I. Again, Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I. And that is the Lord our banner the Lord our victor, or the Lord our captain. And the Israelites had just come out of Egypt, and God had just made a covenant promise with them in Exodus 15, Exodus 17. Uh, the Amalekites attacked Israel. They won the battle, Exodus 17, 15. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner, or Jehovah Nisi. Uh, we are victors. We are champions. We always overcome. Somehow we always make it. Second Corinthians 2.14, God reveals himself to us as new covenant believers. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I love this verse. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. I don't know how many times in life it looked like I wasn't going to make it. It looks like it looked like I wasn't I was going to be defeated. It looks like what the Lord spoke to me to do was not going to happen or come to pass. But you know what? God always makes a way. <laughs> Thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Many times in my life I've said, Lord, thank you for making a way here. It looks impossible. Looks like it's not going to work, but you promised. Lord, you promised to do it. And as, as he revealed himself to the Israelites, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner, so he reveals himself to us today. So you may be in a hard place. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep persevering. Keep doing what you know to do. All of us have days that, you know, it's like, where are my feelings? Where are my thoughts? What's going on? And, you know, things are more challenging than normal. You know what? That's when you just keep on keeping on because of Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our, uh, our banner, our victor, our captain. He always causes us to overcome. What he was, he still is. The third Jehovah name of God is Jehovah Shalom. Shalom is the word for peace in the Hebrew. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, Judges, Judges 6.24 with Gideon. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. To this day, it is still an Ophrah of the Abazarites. And so again, God revealed himself to Gideon as the Lord our peace. 
you know, God gives us peace in the midst of turmoil and in the midst of difficult uh, situations. One of the fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, peace. And the Holy Spirit gives us a peace. Peace is not the necessarily the absence of conflict, but it just means in the middle of a conflict, we have rest and we have assurance that all will be well. Ephesians 2.14 says about the Lord Jesus uh, for us as New Testament believers, New Covenant believers. To Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace who made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. There's no separation between Jew and Gentile uh, in Christ, the same sacrifice that forgives our sins, forgives the sins of of every race in the entire world. Jesus himself is our peace. You know, you may be going through a difficult time today and it looks like everything's in uproar and things are chaotic in a very in varying areas of your life. This is the time that's the time that you need to lean on the Lord. Say, Lord, you promised to be Jehovah Shalom to me. Lord, you promised the peace of God. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, that passes all understanding, will rule my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. He is our peace. Lord, thank you for bringing peace to me. Thank you for peace and tranquility in the midst of chaotic times and a chaotic situation, a chaotic thing with a child, a chaotic thing with your, perhaps with your marriage, on your job, whatever it is, you know, you can claim God. I thank you that you are Jehovah Shalom to me. You are Jehovah my peace. Thank you. See, he's always the same. The fourth Jehovah name of God is Jehovah Reah. And the word Reah is the word for shepherd in the Hebrew. So Jehovah Reah, the Lord our shepherd. I love that one. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want and, you know, if I just, I was reading in commentary uh, during one of my morning devotional times this week, and, and uh, uh, William Barclay is one of the, is one of the uh, Bible expositors I love to read after. I've got a lot of his books. He was just a wonderful man of God uh, from England, and he had a great expose on shepherds and how tough they were, how watchful they were, the fact that they watched over their sheep, they know their sheep by name, uh, they're always watching for the enemy to come and try to harm their sheep, and they'll put themselves in harm way, harm's way between a marauder or you know a, a, an animal or uh, someone that's trying to steal or harm the sheep in some way, and the sh sheep itself. Uh, the shepherds are completely devoted to the sheep. So when it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It really means, you know what? He has promised that he is going to take care of me, that he's going to watch over me. The shepherds of Israel would, would take them to pastures, but had to go from one place to the next. If you have a lot of sheep, and many times the shepherds had sheep that were other people's sheep that they had to go to do what they do during the day, and they took care of their sheep while the people were away from home. And so they would put their sheep in the care of a shepherd. And so the sheep would come from various households. The shepherd would know each sheep by name. And he, he was commissioned to care for them, which means protect them from harm, which means provide ample water supply, and which meant provide ample food, and also meant shelter from stormy times. 
And the shepherd was commissioned to do that. And he did a good job. A shepherd in Israel, that was a very tough job. It was a very demanding job. The Lord is my shepherd. That means God has total watch care over life. You may be going through through something today, and it feels like you're not going to make it. You know what? The Lord's promised to be your shepherd, to watch over you, to help you, to provide for you, to protect you, and to, and to make sure that things go well with your life. He's Jehovah Reah, the Lord our shepherd. John 10, 14, I am the good shepherd. Now, I love this. I know my own sheep, and they know me. See, a shepherd in Israel, he would give each sheep had, had a certain name, and he would call their name. And when he called that sheep's name, that sheep would give him its absolute attention. The sh- they would know the voice of the shepherd. And see, that's the way the Lord is with us. He understands us. He knows us. And when we call out to him, he responds to us. And likewise, when he speaks to us, we need to heed his voice. Again, number four, Jehovah Reah, the Lord is our shepherd. The the fifth um, covenant name of God, Jehovah name of God, is Jehovah Sidkenu, T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. It's an odd word, Hebrew word, Jehovah Sidkenu, and it really means the Lord our righteousness. Jeremiah 23, verse 6. In his day, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now, this is his name by which he is called the Lord our righteousness. Again, again, the, um, the uh, Old Testament reveals that our righteousness is as filthy rags, Isaiah said. But see, God has given us his own righteousness. The righteousness of Israel had to do with the Day of Atonement, and it had to do with the high priest taking a taking a, a goat and slaying it and pouring its blood on the top of the of the Ark of the Cult uh, of the Covenant, and uh, the, which was called the Mercy Seat. And when God's presence came down and looked over the covenant that was inside the box called the Ark of the Covenant, God was reminded that he made a blood covenant with his people Israel. He looked through that blood and he saw the covenant, the the, uh, Ten Commandments um, that God gave Moses on top of Mount Sinai. And the blood of animals covered the sins of Israel for one year. It happened on the Day of Atonement. And in that sense... The Israelites became righteous. And so the Lord, our righteousness, was given to the Israelites because of the atoning blood of a goat given on the Day of Atonement by the high priest. But today, it's even better, 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Our righteousness is not based on our works, not by works of righteousness, Titus said, that which we have done, but by his own mercy. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And again, it's not animal blood that covers our sin. It's the blood of Jesus that doesn't cover, but cleanses our sin. We have been made the righteousness of God in him. So Jehovah Sidkenu, 
applies to us today. Maybe you've sinned. Maybe you've disappointed yourself. And obviously, you say you've disappointed the Lord. Maybe you've disappointed other people. Thank God for 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when you miss the mark, even if your emotions and feelings tell you that God hasn't forgiven you, you need to remember Jehovah Sidkenu, that Jesus is our righteousness, and His blood has has cleansed our sin, His sacrifice on the cross, His death, burial, and resurrection says that our sin penalty has been paid and that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. In fact, John said in 1 John 2, 1, these things I write to you, that you do not sin. But if any man does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And so because Jesus is the righteous one, he's given us his righteousness, which means we have the ability to stand before God just as though we had never done anything wrong. That's absolutely astounding and amazing, but that's the way it is. The sixth name of, uh, of Jehovah in the Old Testament, the sixth covenant name Jehovah is Jehovah Shema. S-H-A-M-M-A-H, Jehovah Shema, which means the Lord is present, Ezekiel 48, 35. The distance around the entire city will be six miles, and from that day, the name of the city will be the Lord is there. That means the Lord is present. God promised to be with his old covenant people, and he's promised to be with us today. Hebrews 13, 5, let your conduct be without covetousness. He said, be content with such things as you have, for he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sorry for the background noise. We're having mega sports camp when I'm recording this, and it's in the background, but I'm going to finish this podcast today with a background noise. The seventh name of God in the Old Testament is Jehovah Rapha, that is the Lord our physician. You got to understand that God remains constant in all of his relationships with us as revealed in his covenant names. He is still our covenant provider. He's our banner. He is Jehovah our peace. He is uh, our shepherd. He is our ever-present one. He is Jehovah our righteousness, and he is still Jehovah Rapha. That is, he is still the great physician. What God was in the old covenant, he still is today. What he was, he will ever be. And we can have confidence in God that if he has revealed himself in covenant with us as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our physician, that he will keep us well, he will keep our bodies sick, uh, uh, free from sickness and disease, and that if we trust him, that he will heal us when the enemy attacks us with sickness and disease. Lord, I pray for every person today in the name of Jesus that the life of God, the Spirit of God, the power of God would rise up in them. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command sickness to go in the name of Jesus. In fact, right now, lay your hands on the affected part of your physical body. If the enemy 
has attacked you with illness of any kind. Father, I pray for every person listening to this broadcast today. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the affliction, that part of their body they're laying their hand on. And I simply say, be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Infirmity, go from them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, let your healing power minister life right now. Father, right now we believe we receive the healing that Jesus has provided for us. And we give thanks for it in the name of Jesus. God bless you, my friend. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.